morning, Thrive Church. I'm so happy to be here with you today. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Pastor Brian. I'm the director of First Impressions here at Thrive, uh, the Chesterfield campus. And, uh, and I'm very excited to be with you today. Um, there's something that, that I'd like to share with you. First of all, I'd like to ask a question just to think about something. If you were to think about the greatest team that you've ever seen or maybe even heard of, just think about that real quick. The greatest team you've ever heard or greatest one you've ever seen. And you think about those teams, you know, what come to mind could be a lot of different things, but maybe to you you're thinking about a sports team. And let's look at that just for a moment. A great, great sports team. Uh, what can happen if one player was to get injured? They can be a great, great team, but it can be a, a lot of influence. Can, a lot of things can happen if one member of a team is, is out. They can't do their part. They can't function right. Uh, or, or something happens and you lose a player. They get injured, and, and all of a sudden, everything seems like it goes downhill quick. Well, I've heard about a, a great team. It wasn't a sports team. I'm not a great sports person like most of our people here at Thrive. I'm, I'm not that much into sports. But I heard about this great team. And it, actually, the one I would like to talk about came my wife, Isabel. Uh, she told me about this story. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this story about this great team with you this morning. Now, many of you don't know, but uh, last year... Um, I had suffered a, a pretty serious uh, problem in my life. Something happened, and we'll get into that and share it with you. But this story, it begins uh, back on October 24th of last year. That's two days from now will be one year ago today, two days from now. And, um, but what happened is we were on vacation. We started uh, to go up to Vermont. We were going to watch the leaves change. We were having a wonderful time. My wife and my girls and I and my niece Kelly had come in from Belgium. She was with us, and we were going to go up and take a little mini vacation and see Vermont, see the leaves change, and just have this wonderful time together. So we left here early in the morning, and we were driving. And, you know, I drive. I love long trips. And so we were driving, and we got up somewhere around northern uh, New York. And all of a sudden, I started not feeling good. I had... Um, just a weird feeling, you know. Anybody ever felt weird? Um, I just had this strange feeling. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I just didn't feel like myself. And I love to drive. I mean, I love driving. And for the first time in my life, I said to my niece, Kelly, if I pull over and change out, would you feel like driving? And they looked at me like, that's never happened before. You know, what's going on? I said, I don't feel so good. So we pulled over. My niece Kelly starts driving. I get in the passenger seat. We're riding around, you know, going get back on the road going. And finally, it just it hits me. And I told my wife, Isabel, I said, I think I need to go see a doctor. I don't, I don't feel good. And so she punches in on her phone. You know, she's looking for urgent care. She punches it in, and we're searching. And finally, she finds an urgent care in that area, and we start following GPS to get there. And we're, we're going down the road. We're searching for this uh, urgent care place. All of a sudden, I just, again, I, I don't feel good. And I start thinking, you know, this might be the end of my life. Um, I start feeling that way. I'm like, you know, I, I'm really wondering, am I going to die? 
And I, I said, I want to pray. And, you know, I want to share this with you first of all. I had a peace that came over me, a greater peace than I've ever experienced. And I was in peace, but at the same time, my heart was going out to my wife and my kids and my family and the church and all these things. And I said, let's pray. And I started praying in the front seat out loud and the whole car to hear and everything. And I'm praying, Lord, I don't know what's going on right now. If, if I'm getting ready to leave this earth, if you're taking me to heaven, if I'm dying, all I'm praying is this. I'm praying that you watch over my wife, keep her safe. Lord, uh, watch over my girls and my, my sons and our grandbabies and keep them safe. You know, Lord, let them draw closer to you. And I'm praying for my niece, Kelly, and I'm praying for you guys. I'm thinking of my team, the First Impressions team, you guys that are out here. I know a lot of you are here. Uh, I was praying for you. I was praying for the church. I was praying for our pastor. And, you know, and all of a sudden, I go... And I pass out, unconscious. I have no more memories of this story. And as I am going into this, I felt just a, this is wonderful peace. And, and then the story goes into something that happened. What actually happened here, I'm not a part of telling it because it didn't happen. I'm, I'm telling it from a story. But what happened is I passed out in the seat. But as we were approaching this GPS, it, was, it wound up losing its signal. My wife's phone lost its signal. GPS is rerouting, trying to find out how to get us to where we're going. And all of a sudden, there's a hospital sign on the side of the road. They start following a hospital sign. As they find the hospital sign, they're looking for the emergency room. They can't find the emergency room but they see an ambulance area where the ambulances are parked. So they jump my car into the ambulance bay. They're blowing the horn. All these EMTs come running out. I mean, it's like amazing. It's like the army arrived, you know, to hear them tell this story. And all these EMTs, they come running out. They're wanting to know what's going on. My wife says, he's not breathing. You know, they check me. They see I still had a pulse. Thank God, you know. Pulse is a good thing. Um, they, they check me. They say, I still have a pulse. So they're like, oh, he, he, you know, he's got a pulse and all this stuff. So about the time they're starting to pull me out of the car, the guy says he no longer has a pulse and he's no longer breathing. So they pull me out of the car and they put me on this stretcher, this, this gurney. They start doing CPR. And they were able to... Uh, take me back into the hospital. They shocked me several times. I don't know how many times they shocked me. They stabbed me with one of those needles in the heart to help get whatever going again. And the thing I want to share with you is this. I didn't know any of this was going on. I knew that I prayed with my family and I went to sleep. But I had a great peace that came over me. The next thing I know, I woke up this was in Vermont where they were working on me. We actually crossed into Vermont while we were uh, losing our signal for where we were going. The hospital we actually wound up to was in Vermont. And when I came to, I was actually in New York. I was in Albany. They had already taken care of me, and they wound up flying me to, not, I mean, when I say flying, this was not in a helicopter. This was in an ambulance. 
with a, a pilot that probably used to drive for NASCAR from what I've heard. Because he got him on a trip, and I think my wife said it took him 20 minutes, and my niece and my daughters drove that same drive. took them like 45 minutes to get there, and the ambulance beat them to the hospital. And, and they left actually 20 minutes for earlier. So this guy, he, he, was, he was really flying. Isabel was with me in the, in the uh, she was in the ambulance with me. And uh, some of this story is a little touching, so I'm trying to get through it. But what I want to share with you is this. I talked about a great team, and we're talking about sports or whatever, but Isabel gave me this story because she said, this team that helped me, these EMTs, this medical team, was the greatest team that she ever seen in action. Everyone had their task. Everyone knew exactly what they were doing. They weren't waiting on one to do something else. They were simultaneously doing what they needed to do to save my life. And, you know, it, it, and that's really crazy when you can talk about somebody saving your life, but you can look back and say, I was dead. Not that I was dying. I literally died. And they were able to do their task, and they were to get me back. And here I am a year later, and I'm able to be here with you and share this truth about people's gifts and I want to tie this in together these teams they were operating in their gift that might have been a natural gift maybe maybe it's not supernatural or spiritual gifts but these guys that were doing their task they were gifted by God to be able to do a job of pulling me out of a car taking me from a place of having a heart that was no longer beating lungs that were no longer breathing and they were able to bring me back to life. Now, I'm not saying that God didn't have a part in it because I believe God's all there. But what I want you to know is this. A team working together can do amazing things. And I want to share that with you today. That as we are looking at... Sorry. As we are looking at the fact of these gifts, I want to share with you something this morning about God. And as we begin to think about gifts, I want you to think about this. What if we were to use the gifts that God has given us, like these EMTs use their gifts that brought me back to life? And I want you to think about that. What about if we could do that? How powerful would that be? What does it take for you to operate in a gift that God has given you. It's, it's there, and it's able to be used. I want to submit to you today, though, that we don't always respond that way. We don't use those gifts that God gives us. Uh, sometimes He will give gifts at birth, and some of those gifts, maybe it's just your natural things you love to do, and you're gifted at it, and, and you have gifts like that. But when you come to know Christ... When you come to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit will come in and he will give you gifts for the church. He will give you gifts that will help you to be able to accomplish things. And today, uh, as we are, we're actually in a second week of our uh, ghost stories. And that what that is, is we're looking at the, the Holy Spirit, stories of the Holy Spirit. Back in the, uh, the King James Version, he was called the Holy Ghost. And we're looking at this uh, last week, we were looking at God's mission for us and how to go about that mission, the pursuit of it. And today, we're looking at His power 
through giving us gifts. And uh, the backdrop of the story is this. Paul was writing to, he was writing to the church at Rome. He had never been to the church at Rome. Even though he had a great desire to go there, he had never been able to get there. He wanted to go so bad, and many times he attempted, but it, he was always delayed. There was something that came about that kept him from being able to go. And um, he really desperately wanted to go, and he loved being there. But he decides he's going to write a letter because he was never able to get there. And this may actually be Paul's greatest work in the New Testament. Um, and it's a letter that, it's a book that everybody, every believer should read uh, in this book. And we'll be looking at it here in a minute. But in Romans 12, he opens up about exhorting them to give their whole life to the Lord. And to give your whole life, it, it means everything. All that makes me me, I need to be able to give it to the Lord. And uh, we need to surrender everything, surrender all. And in a second, I'm going to read this scripture to you that came about. But he shares about three gifts in this passage uh, of the New Testament. He talks about three, and this is one of the gifts, one of the passages he talks about gifts. In Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, it, it says this, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, but we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give. Give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Now, it's funny what Paul says here is for them to not be proud. And you think about some people, you can see pride in people's lives. But a lot of times the, the gifts that they have from God, there's not anything we can be proud about because it's given by grace. And grace means you didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. As a matter of fact, I don't deserve to be standing here today. My life was over, but I was given a chance to be here today. And I'm very thankful for that chance. But our gifts that we get from God, He gives them by His grace. Not for us to boast about or to say, look at me, I can do this or, or to... It doesn't matter. You can't be proudful of the gift that God gave you. He gave it because of His grace, His power, His love, His authority. He did it because of Him. And the gifts that we have, we have them to be able to share and to help support the body of Christ. 
Our gifts are there for a reason, and they're there to help. And I want to encourage you today, this is going to be your day. Find where you fit in if you're not. Today's going to be your day to find out and help. Now, if you believe the Holy Spirit, and if you're a believer and you trust in what the Scripture says, once you come to the place where you surrender to Christ, the Bible says that He has given gifts to you. If you believe the message of the gospel and confess it, you're not only saved, but God gives you the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you, and it says He has given you gifts. And not just a gift. And it's not just certain people that have a gift. You have a gift. God says you have a gift and he needs you to use that gift. You are very important to the body of Christ. And he's got you there for a reason. The big idea of today, the big idea of this message is this. God gives gifts. And he's not reluctant to hold them back. He wants to pour them out. And he wants you to be able to use that gift that he's given. Every person on earth has passions and gifts. These EMTs that helped me, they had a gift. They were gifted. I mean, they were able to bring somebody to life. You know, I've never done that except maybe through prayer. I've prayed with some lost people and seen them come into eternal life, you know. But these guys knew what they were doing. And there are some of these guys, and I'm saying they were natural gifts. Now, some of these guys, they used something besides natural gifts. One of these EMTs, when they were on the way, they were driving me from Vermont to New York. I mean, yeah, down to Albany. And one of these guys asked Isabel, can I pray with you? And they prayed with me as she, they got together and prayed as they were putting me into surgery. And they wound up putting a stent in my heart. I don't know if you know, I had my main artery to my heart was 100% blocked. The main artery now. And I'm not talking about a secondary thing. This was the main artery was 100% blocked. And what's crazy about that is I never had chest pain. I never had the arm that hurts. You know, I've always been looking and I'm like, yeah, you know, I hear people talk about chest pain and their arm hurting. I had none of those symptoms. I just felt like something wasn't right. But prayer, God was able to use one of these EMTs, the guy that drove for NASCAR, <laughs> to pray with my wife and to pray that God would heal me and that God would save my life. And, and I'm here today. I'm very thankful. Um, because you never know. You know, I'm like, God answers prayers, Right? And there's all these people praying for me to live, and there's some praying for me to die. And you never know. It's like, is there a balance of things? You know, is, yeah, let's, maybe he'll make it. You know, this is kind of funny, but, but seriously, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm, I, maybe I was dreaming. I'm thinking, Isabel talking about the DNR, do not resuscitate, you know. No, she didn't do that. <laughs> but... But, but I'm being serious. You never know about spiritual gifts, how they have come into play. But I want to guarantee this, that if you will use the gift God gives you, he's got great things he wants to do for you in the future and for those around you. Because you are here to strengthen the body of Christ. You're here to make my life better. Now, I'm being, I'm being serious. When, when we come into a church, you know, up here on the stage, 
you know, I come in here, you don't see me up here every week, it's because this is not my main gift. Pastor Kevin comes in here, and I mean, Pastor Kevin, he just kills it every week. That man is awesome and gifted as a speaker. Now, I do most of my work, I like to work one-on-one with people, I pray for people, I work in a different aspect, my gift is different, but at the same time, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for what I do. There's a reason for what you do. Now, when I was out, believe it or not, I missed six months last year. I was not at church for six months due to recovering from my problem that I had from this heart attack. But you know, all the guys that worked in First Impressions, all my leaders, they were able to run this team. Nobody knew I wasn't here because the team ran so good. That's what happens when the body of Christ stands up and does what we're called to do. We can accomplish great things because we have each other. The body is here to help each other. When I'm weak, you're strong. When you're weak, somebody around you is lifting up and and taking care of your thing that you need done. God gives gifts. Every person has their passions. Everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their gift. And if you will trust and believe in God, he will take you to a place where those gifts will be manifested and, and done great things. Um, now, when you first came to know Christ, you were spiritually dead. What happens? He gives you gifts. He comes in, the Holy Spirit's there, and he gives gifts. That's what brings life to you. You now have a purpose. You now have energy to do things. Now, let's look at what Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 7. It says, And there are different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who works in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So why do we do this? Why are gifts given? It's so that we can help each other. So we can work together as the body of Christ. Now, God's gifts are an act of grace. He gives them not because we're deserving, not because we have a need of it. He does it because he wants to get glory by us doing our part, by us say, our serving, us serving him and doing the things that he's given us, using those gifts. Now, God distributes them as he sees fit. Now, I want to th- tell you this. You know, uh, it's not far from Christmas you know, it's hard to believe, but this year's almost gone. And at Christmas time, how many of you ever like to get a Christmas present? Now, have you ever got, has this ever been you? You get a Christmas present and you're thinking, I hope this is what I think it is. You know, it looks about the right size. You know, I'm thinking maybe somebody knew what to get me this year. And you open it up and it's not the gift you were looking for. Um, you know, uh, it, it's not that it's a bad gift, but it's not really the one you were looking for. But the thing about it is this. God gives these gifts, and it's not up to us. We don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to say, you know, that's the gift I want. You know, God gives those gifts by his grace, and it's not because we deserved it. As Again, as I said, it's because he knows what gifts we need, and he gives you gifts that you can use. And God doesn't give bad gifts. His gifts are going to be good and they're going to be awesome. And you're going to be able to use those gifts and fit right in in perfect use of that in the kingdom. 
He gives gifts as he sees fit. Now, you can covet somebody else's gift. You can wish you could be just like somebody else. I wish I could stand up here and be like Pastor Kevin because he is all that. I mean, Pastor Kevin is awesome. Pastor Keith can get up here and he can rock it. Uh, but the gift is not for us to covet somebody else's gift. It's to look and desire and seek what God has for us and to use those gifts for the best of our abilities. Let the Holy Spirit direct us and guide us and teach us and use us to strengthen the body of Christ. And if we would do that, we're going to be amazed at what can happen. Now, gifts are not necessarily better than any other gift. Uh, there's no great gift in, uh, like junior varsity gifts. Those things aren't the case. No matter what your gift is, they're amazing. Now, like I said, I started out, one of the things that was to me is I was a pastor before I ever met Pastor Kevin. Now, I'm not going to say I was a great pastor. I, I had worked in different things. I was a, a children's pastor at one time. I was terrible at being a children's pastor. I was a youth pastor one time, and the youth killed me. I mean, not literally like this one, but I mean, they, they, uh, they ate my lunch. I mean, they had more energy and more strength than I did. I was a terrible youth pastor, but I was trying. You know, I was seeking, where do I fit into the kingdom? Where can I help? It wasn't children's pastor and it wasn't youth pastor. So, but I got to thinking, I did good one-on-one -on -one with people. So I, I, I was a great encourager, you know, to me, that's what I thought. And uh, Pastor Kevin come to me and he was like, you know, I think you're destined to help us in the parking lot. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, you know, that felt really great. Because I'm going to tell you what, I got in the parking lot and I found out I could build teams. People came up to me, man, I had a ministry. Now I'm going to talk about some of this in a minute, but I actually love praying for the sick. I love seeing people get healed. I love miracles. I love the power gifts of ministry. I love to see people that get healed like I did when I was dying or when I died. Uh, I love to see those things happen. And I wound up in the parking lot, parking cars. Now, who would have thought on a Sunday morning, you're out in the parking lot, there's people lining up to talk to you because God knew what my gift was. It didn't matter where I was placed in the kingdom. He was going to find me and send people to me that had needs. I had people come up to me, you know, Brian, I, I really need you to pray for me. I felt like you had a word for me. Now, God will use me sometimes like that. There's been times in my life that God has given me, uh, he's given me some words of knowledge, words of wisdom. I might not sound like the wisest person on earth, but he can use me. Amen. He can tell me some things and share with me some things and, and I can come in and I can pray. And there's been people that I've been able to tell things and they'll come to me and say, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. I just felt like that was something I needed to pray for you. And they're amazed. But you know, when we find ourselves where God places us, it's amazing what he can do. And you've got something hiding inside of you right now that God wants to bring to the forefront. There's a gift he wants to pull out of you and let you start using it. You just need to step out in faith and trust and believe. There's something that God wants to do. Now, these gifts, are, like I say, they're not better than any other gift. All gifts are equally important. Now, you may say to yourself, you know, well, what can I, what can I do? What, what is it that's different? Man, look around and see where there's a need and see if you fit in. 
Ask and see what can I do. Come to me and talk to me or, or come to uh, any of the pastors. Talk to Tim. Talk to different ones, the prayer minister. Talk to Jody. There's people in the cafe. Talk to, you know, prayer ministry. There's all kind of areas. If you want to talk to me, I know a little bit about the parking lot, the greeters, the ushers, the hosts, security, kids check-in. All those different areas are areas that I know we have great need. And you know when you serve on a team, you're a part of helping what happens at this church. There have been people that have come in here that have been on their last they're, they're, they're trusting God with one last time. I'm going to give it one more, time, one more time. And they come in and they meet you. And you, you're friendly. You, you're helpful. You help them find whatever they need. Or you sing. Or you're helping take care of their kids in the nursery. Or you show them where to park the car. And you greet them with a smile. You do something and it makes their day. And it makes them realize that God is powerful. He has a wonderful thing he wants to do in your life. So one thing I want you to realize is if you are a Christian, you're a part of the church, and every member is also a minister. Now, I want you to know what that means. In a, in a, it doesn't mean that you're a pastor and you're going to be doing weddings and funerals next week. Um, what it means is you have a gift to do something in the body. You know, you're, you may not be ordained, but God's the one who gives ordination. He ordains what he's called you to do. And there's nobody that can say you're not good enough because none of us are good enough. It doesn't matter because we're not judged on our character. We're, we're coming under who he is. We're trusting him. So every member is a minister. And you have a right and a privilege and a responsibility to be what God's called you to do, to do what he's called you to do, to use those gifts that he's given you. If you are not using those gifts, one thing is going to happen. Here's the why. It's very important what I'm sharing with you today. When you don't use your gifts, you can't give God glory. How many of you know God wants glory? How many of you think he deserves glory? If you're not willing to use the gift that he's given you, you cannot give God glory. He will not get glory from you because you're not willing to use the very thing he gave you. He gave it to you. He instilled it in you. Now, there's a lot of things can happen to you. You may not know what your gift is. You can be maybe like I am, and maybe you don't see this with me right now, but I can be very uh, self-confident, low self-esteem. I, I can be a very shy person. I can feel like what I have to give is not good enough. And I just want to tell you this. If you find yourself being like that today, we serve a God that is greater than our low self-esteem. Right. We serve... A God who can do anything and he can use everybody. He made you as you are. He didn't want you to be like me. He didn't want you to be like Kevin. He didn't want you to be like Keith. He didn't want you to be like Tim. He wants you to be you because only you are able to reach the people you can reach because you have people 
that God wants you to reach. And there's people that if you don't do your part, they may never know the love that comes from being born again, the peace that comes from salvation. Now, I was, I was peaceful when I thought I was dying. I felt a great peace. Somebody said, did you see a great light? I didn't see a great light. I didn't see the pearly gates. I, I felt a wonderful peace that came over me. And if they had done nothing, I would have been in heaven. If they had never brought me back, I wouldn't be here today. But I had a great peace. But I would have never known that peace if somebody hadn't originally shared the gospel with me. I don't know where I would be today if I hadn't been born again when that happened. You know, I don't know if they would have been able to bring me back. I don't know. But the thing about it is this. Wherever you find yourself, whatever you find yourself doing, just know this. There are no great gifts and there's no little gifts. You may think, well, I just help in the nursery. Man, do you know how powerful it is for a parent to be able to bring their child to a nursery and be able to sit in church and be able to be ministered to and know that their babies are being loved on? That's a powerful gift. Amen. And you know, it, like I said, it, it sounds crazy, but parking cars is like an awesome place to be. You get to experience God in nature. You get to be one of the first people to greet people as they come in the church. When they come in the parking lot, they get to see you first. You get a chance to change lives. And as you greet or as you host people, you make them feel comfortable. Whatever area you choose, whatever you do, just know this. If you don't use your gift, God will not get glory from you. Some of you know that you have gifts, but you don't really want to commit to use them. You're like, you know, I don't think I'd be great at it. Man, you'll never know till you get up there and you try something. You know, others, you may be burned out. You may, you may be hurt from the past church hurt. Maybe something's happened to you and you're like, I'm not going through that again. Man, trust in God to heal you. Don't let him hold you. Don't let the enemy hold you back when you got something great you can give. Be all you can be for Christ. Step out and don't let the devil control you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're worthless or useless and you've already failed. It doesn't matter if you have a background. You know, I almost died of alcoholism years ago. You know, this wasn't my first bout with almost dying. I almost died from being uh, alcohol poisoning in my, in my body. I had too much alcohol. And I laid in the floor and I had nobody with me. My friends left me there. They thought I was dead. And th th this is not something that you enjoy to share. I don't like sharing that part of my story. But, but when I got up out of that floor, I was praying. And I, I said, Lord, if you can take me and you can heal me from this, if you can save my life. That when I was laying in the floor, I prayed, Lord, if I'm, if I'm dying, I just want you to forgive me. If you can't heal me, at least forgive me. You know, I don't want to die here and go to hell. I want to I live, but if I'm dying, at least forgive me, Lord. You know, but what I'm saying is, wherever you find yourself, it doesn't matter what your past is, what you've been through. I don't care if you've been on drugs. I don't care if you took drugs this morning. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter your life. Uh, you know, if you got your life right or wrong, God doesn't, he's not worried about that. He wants you to come to him and he can make things right. You can't do it on your own anyway.
So, the action step I want to give you here is this. Serve others with what God has served up to you. You don't need to know what your gift is specifically to serve. You just need to be willing to serve. You know, it's not like rocket science. We don't have to know specifically this is what it is and this is the only thing. No, step out, ask somebody, come to me and say, where's there a need in the church? Something that I can do. Try it out. And like they've all said, Pastor Keith will tell you, we're not going to lock you in on it and hold this. You know, we're not going to make you do something if you don't like it. But at least get, get things rolling. You ever seen like a big boulder? And that boulder is like hard to budge. It doesn't want to move. But if you get enough and you start that boulder rolling, you know, at least it's in motion now. And you can get beside that boulder and you can kind of steer it where you want it to go. A lot of us are kind of like that boulder. We're not moving. But if we'll be willing to move, God can direct us and guide us into where he wants us to be. So think about that. It's not rocket science. God has given you a gift. It's your responsibility to honor him. Now let's look at what Peter uh, had to say. Uh, one of the closest followers of Christ said this to believers in the first century. He said in 1 Peter 4, chapter, I mean, chapter 4, verse 10, 1 Peter, God has given each of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. God gave it to you. Now use it. Now there are three different areas of gifts. Now there's a lot of gifts in, in talking about spiritual gifts. There's a lot of different ones. Uh, there's three different types. There's word gifts, there's power gifts, and there's love gifts. Y'all each have some of those gifts. There are, uh, the word gifts are like prophecy to lead, to, to get up and speak from the pulpit. Those are like word gifts. Uh, in Ephesians, it says this in Ephesians 4, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. These are people that get up and do and they speak and people are moved. Those people are, they motivate others as a group. You know, you stand up and talk to a whole big crowd. But there's other types of things. Maybe you feel like you're gifted uh, in some of these ways. And uh, there are some people that maybe feel like you're gifted to stand up and, and speak from the pulpit, but you wonder, maybe you've never been asked. But I'm going to tell you this, if you're gifted in that way, God will open doors for you to be able to be asked. You don't have to ask for those things. If you're gifted there and if God wants it, he'll bring it to pass. He'll make that door open for you. You don't have to knock doors down. He'll be there for you. But maybe, like me, you, many of you have probably noticed I'm not on the praise team. You might not know this, but I cannot sing. I'm not gifted with that way. But there's a reason I'm not on there. I'm not gifted. The grace of God was not given to me to sing on the praise team. I'm not gifted in that way. Now, this is not my main gift either. Speaking here is not my main gift. This is probably second for me. This would be, as I said, this is a word gift. Now, I follow into the second gift part, which is power gifts. Now, the power gifts Paul talks about in Corinthians, uh, it says these gifts were given such as faith, prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, healing, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Uh, these things are there for different reasons. It's more to help people one-on-one. -on -one. It's to help them come to a place where they can connect and understand uh, what God is saying to them at a moment. 
they're going through something weak and they need prayer. They need something that's going to bring about a change that they need at the moment. Uh, that's the area God uses me more than anyone anywhere else is the one-on-one. I'll build a connection with you. I'm here for you. I'll be praying for you. And if God says something to me, I'll share it with you. I want to help you to hear a word from God. Now, the other thing is this, love gifts. And I want to share that with you. These are the three different types. You have word gifts, power gifts, and love gifts. Love gifts are the gifts of people that are more behind the scenes. They are mercy givers. They're really good at administration. I'm terrible at administration. Uh, They're good at technical troubleshooting. They love to help. They love to make things organized. Uh, They're the majority of people. Now, you may think this. Now, when I say that they're the majority, these are the majority of, of the people that are here. And if you're wondering, chances are you may fit into the love gift section because they're there and, and it's so powerful. If you love giving mercy to people, we need more mercy. If you're good at administration, we need people that can administer. They're the majority of people. They keep us organized. They keep us detailed. They keep us on track. And I have a hard time sometimes staying on track. I'm easily distracted. I get on rabbit trails and I have to bring myself back. But I want you to think about this. At the place where we are right now is this. God gives gifts. He has given you gifts. And I'm saying that plural because you have more than one. Everyone that's hearing me today, whether you're here, whether you're online, God has given you gifts. You have a choice today. You can serve and honor Him or you can choose not to. But just know this, that if you want to bring God glory and you want to honor Him, you're going to have to serve. You're going to have to find yourself doing the giftings that He's given you. the gift that he gives as I said before it might not be like the gifts that these EMTs used when they were able to bring me back to life and give me a second chance but it can do even greater things than that because you can help somebody else find salvation you can help bring somebody into an eternal life one day I'm going to die again But my hope is in Jesus. My trust is in Him. I still have the peace today that I had when I died last year. I trust Him that if I die today, that I'm going to be with Him. But I want to go knowing that I've served God. I want to know that I'm willing to do, and to make a fool of myself if necessary, I'm willing to do what He's called me to do. Now today, as you're getting ready to leave, there's something that that I want to share with you is this. Um, In the back of the church, you're going to see there's a table set up. And there's going to be chances on there. There's little cards you can sign up. Sign up to serve if you've never served on any team. We're not going to pressure you. We just want to find out where we can help you to find out where you fit. Sign up at one of these, sign up one of these cards. There's a little table. You'll see it as you're leaving. And we want you to have a chance to find where you fit in. What is it that you can do to serve God? I want you to find somewhere.
that you can give back to the kingdom of God. Find where you fit in, whatever it is that you can do. And if you would, let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. First of all, for those of us that are born again, Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us. And Lord, we thank you that we are choosing today to give you glory by using those gifts. We're going to find where we fit in. We're going to find out what it is that you have destined us for. What gift you graced us with. And we're going to use them. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength, give us the energy, the compassion, Lord, to be able to move forward and use those gifts with great authority and see the multitudes changed. To see this 650K that we're believing for, Lord, to see them come to faith in you. And Lord, for those that don't know you in this building, if you're here today and maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, maybe you've been thinking about it, Maybe today you're making the decision that you want to follow him. You want to see something happen in your life. You want to realize that there's a power of God that wants to live inside of you. That Holy Spirit of God wants to live inside of you and to use you powerfully. And maybe that's you. And if that is you, I'd like to pray with you today. And I'd like you to pray with me. It's simple. Just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, I trust in you that you are the Savior. Lord, I know that you died on that cross for my sins. And that on the third day, you rose back from the dead. And Lord, you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And that Lord, I trust in you. My life is in your hands. I give myself to you. I trust in you as my Savior. And from this day on, I am washed clean. I'm forgiven. Lord, I ask Holy Spirit, come into my life. Give me those gifts that you were talking about today. Because I want to use them. I want to be a different person. I want to reach out and, and change this world to follow after you. And Lord, we give you praise for this. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.